Visit 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Cubs' Justin Steele takes a 14-3 and record to the mound in Pittsburgh tonight in the start of a four-game series. Cubs begin the day with a half-game lead in the wildcard race. Chiefs coach Andy Reid said the team starters may get a little bit of playing time in their preseason finale. They host the Browns on Saturday. Angels star Shohei Otani will not pitch again this season due to a tear in his elbow ligament. Otani previously underwent Tommy John surgery in 2018. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Thursday, Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Four. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. I tried to find some uh, Ames lager this morning on my way into the shop. Yeah. I stopped at Price Chopper on Ingersoll. Nothing. They hate Iowa State. That's all I can oh. figure out. I mean, get out the banning. I got to think that's next, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to start it on our Twitter account, or <laughs> I'm sure that they'll get some before long. But um, anyways, we'll get some. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're going to try it. I will. I will support the student athletes. That's exactly right. Right. That's mm-hmm. who I'm going to support. Um, you know, Stella's number one in my house. Always will be. <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one a six pack. Try it out. Uh-huh. I tried Swarm. It was it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had that little bit of a taste that I wasn't after necessarily. Mm-hmm. Was that a hop? Maybe a hop. A little bit of a hop taste at the end. But um, anyways, you also like to cut your beer with Bud Light. I have to. <laughs> that that is not <laughs> what a, a th- weird thing to do. Well, I can't drink if I if I don't. I can only like one and a half, and I'm. I'm your done. doctor, your doctor would say that's okay. He would. Yes, but I'd like to have three, three and a half, four. Let's draw the line there. That's the cutoff? That's the cutoff, yeah. When I'm in Vegas, maybe, but then you just have to stagger up to your room and your wife's not there. Exactly. How many do you have? Doesn't matter. Exactly. Anyways, let's get to John Bolenkamp. He covers those Hawkeyes for the AP. And John joins us. Hello, John. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Are you were just throwing Price Chopper under the bus there. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I kind of was a little bit, wasn't I? But yeah, uh, went, yeah. out, went out of my way to buy it, and today's the release day of it, and Trent and I are going to talk about him, give him a little bit of free publicity because that money goes to the student-athletes, not to fund scholarships, yep. in Cleveland, Ohio, which is a wonderful thing to do, but again, it's Cleveland, Ohio. Right, um, right. And the university, Iowa State University, I think, has got plenty of money coming in, and the other two beers go to support that. I will support the athletes who have uh, been so beneficial in my career. Uh, so that's, exactly. that's the way I feel. Anyways, um, so you heard Kirk Ferentz talk yesterday about Cade McNamara and kind of made it sound like everything's going according to plan and that uh, optimistic, heard the word hopeful, and then we heard Cade McNamara himself say it to Shannon Erhart, correct, Trent, I got yeah, him yep. right, uh, from KCCI, and uh, actually started to answer the question and then said he doesn't want to talk about it anymore, and I'm paraphrasing. So what did you hear the quote to give it to KCCI? And if so, John, what do you make of yeah, it? I, I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I, I, I couldn't. I, I don't know because this, this, it, these injuries can be kind of, you know, kind of hit and miss. So you don't know how long. It, I, honestly, in my, just my opinion right now, I don't think he plays the open. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's nothing I'm hearing. It's nothing. It's just that feeling you get, you know, that mm-hmm. he, he hasn't practiced all this week or all last week. Uh, apparently must not be at this point. You know, so unless he's back on the field by Monday, I don't think he's playing next week. 
There's so I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't have a good feeling, I guess. John, there, there's something we kind of were joking about earlier. It's speaking Kirk Ferentz. And some yep. of the terminology that he uses, hopeful, optimistic. Mm-hmm. But when a guy's going to come back, he'll come out and say he's going to be back. He did right. not use those terms with Cade McNamara. And it's just so funny for you guys on the beat. Everybody's kind of interpreted it a different way. We've been hearing this guy talk for a quarter century, <laughs> yet we still, you, you hear it in different ways. It's, it's just one of those things that, that always uh, kind of cracks me up of, we can all hear the exact same quote from a guy that we've been following for a long time, and we can all interpret it a whole lot different ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. I, you know, it reminded me of a tweet, and, 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 and I'm going to lead in, I'm going to talk about the Dodgers here. <laughs> but they are notorious for this with their injuries that, hey, well, we don't think it's too bad. Well, we're not sure. Ways. And then and, and, and there was a tweet somebody had said by, by about the third week the guy's dead. Um, <laughs> and so, so I, it, it, I, I kind of feel this way sometimes when he says hopeful, optimistic. Mm-hmm. To me, that to me, it always doesn't sound like it's going to happen right away. Yeah. So um, that's why I just have that feeling of, of, you know, that he isn't going to be playing next week in the opener. Again, I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know anything official, but I just have that feeling. Yeah, I don't think you're alone. Uh, we we shall see. Obviously, it's uh, everybody that uh, covers the team and or roots for the team, and in some cases, both. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be watching that very closely. One guy we know won't be playing next week is Noah Shannon. Uh, John, um, I won't speak for Trey. Yeah, I can here because he said as much yesterday. We were floored that this is uh, the length of suspension yeah. for Noah Shannon. We knew obviously he was caught up in it. He admitted it to himself when he removed himself from consideration. Uh, to go to Indianapolis and represent the Hawkeyes at Big Ten Media Days. But we both kind of had the feeling eh, it's going to be at the bottom end of the scale. Uh, when it comes out that he's going to miss the entire year, uh, that surprised me. Had you heard anything along those lines that maybe it was more ser- serious, or were you caught off guard? I was I was caught off guard by it, too. I mean, I thought it'd be six games, you know, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You know, but obviously, I, mean, yeah, I don't know how, how much he bet. You know, on 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 his, you know, and 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 because I know that was part of these guidelines, he didn't bet on the Hawkeyes for football. Must have been a women's basketball. I think it was. Yeah, that that would be my guess. Um, but you know, it, that it just seemed very harsh to me. And like I said, I thought it would be like like the the player that got suspended last year for six games. I thought it would be right around that that mark. And the fact that he was very upfront about it, here's all the information. Mm-hmm. You would like to think that would give him that yeah. would lead to some leniency. But apparently it did. Mm-hmm. So um I feel bad for him because he came back for this year, you know, to play this season and you know, and increases his NFL stock. Now he's not gonna get a chance to play unless some sort of appeal helps him out. Uh you know, I I, I again I don't know how much you bet and I don't know where that all those guidelines is but to me, it just seemed like it was a little too much. Right there with you. And I understand there's a potential for people inside the athletic department, student-athletes know each other, but kind of have a little common sense, too. Now, if we also find out that, yeah, he just made a wager on the Iowa women's team to beat South Carolina, and he bet $10,000, mm. we're having a different conversation. Sure. We have right. to have context with all of that. But, right. boy, hearing Kirk both last week and this week, He's incredibly frustrated by this. And as he said yesterday, he didn't commit a crime. He made a mistake, and his career is over. It's it's a difficult dichotomy, coming back and forth and figuring out 
what is the right thing for somebody like this? That model guy comes back, does all the right things, made a mistake. Should his career feel over? Now, I'm also a gambler, and maybe I look at it differently. John, when you go down that road and you look at it in that fashion and understanding, you know, he still bet on Iowa. He might have right. some kind of information. Where do you go when we kind of go down this path? And man, that's and again, that, that's where that's where you know if you knew kind of more, you know, if there were more details, you kind of have you know a different opinion, maybe. But in, in my mind, you know, it's like I, I doubt if he had any inside information. I mean, they, they 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 upset the number one team in the country. I don't. There wasn't a. It wasn't like they right. they, they lost. You know, mm-hmm. a, to a, to an inferior team, and you know because somebody was hurt or whatever. There was nothing in. I don't think there's any inside information you're going to get. That's going to make a difference if that was the game you bet on. Um, you know, like I said, and, and, and unless there's something there that we don't know about, it just seems to me like this was just a little too much. And uh, and 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 I think at some point the NCAA really has to clarify where they're going with this. What what is and isn't going to happen? And I know the rules are there, and I shouldn't say that they're not clear now. But there really needs to be got to you do this, you get this. They've got that now. Um, let's see where this goes down the road. But I thought with this situation, I thought this was a little extreme in my mind. So, so what does this do? Does this um, Aaron Graves automatically move alongside uh, Logan Lee? Does YA Black and Logan Lee? What? How will they? Um, I mean, who will be the two defensive tackles on the field when Iowa takes the field against Utah State? Is Graves one of them starting now? I, I would guess so. Yeah. And I mean, but the one good thing, the one thing about it with that with that line group. That it is so deep that yeah. they were going to be running guys in and out. It's just going to mean one less option. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, and I don't want to diminish that and diminish him by saying it that way. But but it is. It's just okay. Okay, he's not going to be here now. Now, what's the rotation going to look like? Who's going to be here? Who's going to be there? That sort of thing. And, and again, they've had some time to think about this. To think worst case scenario, they have a pretty good idea on what they were going to do. You know, because I mean, you you figured even if it was a six game suspension, he wasn't going to be there for the opener. So I think they've got a pretty good idea on what they're going to do and where they're going to go from here. But you know, again, it's just one less option in that in a, in a very deep line group. So you got a pissed off Kirk Ferentz about the situation. Yeah, he is salty. Yeah, and Beth gets this is kind of the first big hurdle in her job, right? Because he said it yesterday during the press conference, and we'll hand it off to Beth and the rest of the crew over there, and they'll figure it out. She's got a little pressure on her, right, to get this case right and try to put it to the NCAA in a way to get Noah Shannon back, maybe by November, whatever it turns out to be. Kind of a big one here for Beth Getz. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be curious to see how they handle this. And, I mean, obviously, you have to appeal this, in my mind. I mean, you can't just say, oh, no, you know, that's what they're saying. So, I mean, it is going to be a test for her right off the bat to see where, you know, what what the program is, you know, where she's what she's going to do. This is a, this is a test, I think, right away, and so I mean, you have to appeal this, and you have to do it strongly. I mean, I, I don't think you can just say, "Hey, we got to let this one go and, and fight a bigger battle another day." No, I think this is one you got to fight right now because I, I'll be honest, I want to know what triggered all this. I mean, I think we have a good idea that, that the Alabama baseball stuff kind of triggered the individual, individual investigation. I would love to know what started this within the state to look and say, hey, do we have a problem? Do you want to tell them, Trent? Really yeah. From what I have heard, it started with Iowa okay. baseball. It was okay. a player that's no longer with the team. He was underage. He was wagering under his mom's name. 
Mom didn't know, thought there was fraud on her credit card, and that's how it all got Uh-oh. started. That's the story okay. that's been relayed to me, and that's how this thing started rolling down the hill. And then the DCI, they had to investigate. And not mm-hmm. only the individual part of it, but also when you see somebody, you see a name, you realize that they're part of the Iowa baseball team. Right. You have to do an investigation. The DCI sure. cannot just sit back and say, no, we can't do this because of game fixing, because of point shaving. They had to open investigation. That's where we are. Now, why did it start targeting other athletes? Why did it move to Iowa State? Why wasn't you and I involved? Why isn't co-involved? Why isn't Buena Vista? That's a different conversation. But from what I understand, that's how this thing got started. And I, and I get that, too. Like I said, the, the, the Alabama baseball stuff, I think, triggered, triggered a lot of this. But I would like to think around the country that there's a lot of people looking around saying that one. We might have the Please same not us. <laughs> yeah. Um, we might have the same problem here. We might want to yeah. take a look at it. You know, so um, if this triggers a lot of things down the road, okay, and it kind of cleans some things up, okay, I get that. But if this kind of a one-off deal, I can understand where the coaches might be a little upset about it. Hmm. Here's a crazy one for both of you. Cooper DeGene's first year, his freshman year, mm-hmm. um, didn't play very many games. Started playing cornerback for the first time in his life in November. Right. Um, then played in the bowl game, but didn't play very many games. And last year just took a huge step, mm-hmm. right? Xavier Wampka, last year, played very many games. Mm-hmm. Has he got a similar step than Cooper DeGene in year number two. Cooper DeGene's first year, mm-hmm. not much. Wampka, not much. Has he got a maybe not to the extent because Cooper DeGene's first round pick. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not saying Wampka won't be when it's time. But John, I'll start with you. Does he have a kind of a a similar uh, not career? Oh yeah, Iowa career arc in him as DeGene did in year number two. Yes. Hmm. I mean, I, I think you kind of saw that at the end of the year. Yeah. Um. And and and, and we know how talented. You know, you guys saw him in, in high school. You, you saw the numbers he put up, the, the, the ability he has. You know, and then he's even admitted he was a little overwhelmed when he first got there. You know, now that's kind of gone away. Now he seems more relaxed. I talked to him a little bit media day. I, he seems a little different now. And so I think he takes that big step. I think he's the, the talent is there, and, and now the experience, in just getting some things out of the way, I think that just makes him a better football player. Would you be Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing Xavier at the high school level do things I've never seen a high school defensive back do before. Huh. I've been watching high school football for a long time yep. now. And <laughs> his ability them, to yep. close on guys is something that I just had never seen before. And well, there's a reason he's a five-star. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you can see that. Are there going to be growing pains? Possibly. That's going to happen from time to time. But young guys that are going to be out there, mm. Wampa, yeah, you could definitely see that. He's a playmaker. And he was a yep. playmaker at the high school level. He's going to be a playmaker that you saw in the bowl game. Taking not just the interception, but returning it for a touchdown. I don't yep. think that's crazy here. Where is your question mark defensively, John, with this team? Is it outside of depth, which I think can be the case for a lot of teams, what still does concern you that the defense is still good, but maybe they can't get back to the elite level they've been the last couple of years? I want to see how the linebackers are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see how that how that works out, who's where, and I want to see them work together. And I think we'll get a, we'll get a really good indication about them in, in game one and game two. And we'll have a pretty good idea. But to me, that was the group of the three position groups in, in, in the defense that, that, you know, you got, you've got some new guys coming in. You've got some guys in different positions. You know, guys that have had some experience but now are the stars, you know, are the starters. 
So now let's see what they can do. To me, that's that's the biggest place for me on defense. Oh boy, uh, going to be fun. Um, so what uh, we, do you anticipate a depth chart tomorrow, John? Yeah, usually it does come out the Friday before that first game. So I, yeah, I would imagine we'll get something tomorrow. And will they? Will the depth chart contain? Uh, will we get any gambling? We'll be able to glean any gambling information for what the depth chart looks like. Do you think? Possibly. I yeah. mean, I, I think everybody's going to be exploring that. I mean, it'll be curious to see what they say at quarterback. Yeah. You know, if there's an or in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll be curious to see that. For, but again, those, that depth chart never really it right. gives you an indication, but you never know what it's going to be. Indeed, uh, your Dodgers are just fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're fine. I mean, cream gets to. I've said this before. Cream gets to the top. Sometimes it takes a little later, but they're there. Oh man! And now you're going to get a discount bringing Otani over across town, right? Oh, huge! Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you you get him. You you pay you pay designated hitter rate, and then in two years when they get him rehabbed, and then now he's back pitching. Wins twenty and hits forty. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. John Bonecap, thank you, John. We'll talk to you uh, in the weeks ahead. Appreciate you, as always, John. Thank you. Have a good one. Yep. See ya. John Bonecamp, been on the beat as long as anybody covering the University of Iowa and uh, appreciate our relationship with John. Good and stuff. John, he believes that we will not see Cade Max. That's what he said. So yeah. No information behind it, right? just a feeling. Deciphering, speaking Kirk Ferentz. Speaking Kirk Ferentz. Right. Oh, August. I can't wait for September. You know, I'm the same when we're way, not talking body language. Yeah. <laughs> and still pictures. Right. I am and I'm not because I know once it gets here, it goes so damn quick. So if August wants to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Because September here, blink, gone. Can we get past the 100 temperatures, though, too? That's true. My God. So anything on high school football tomorrow? Any concern? I think we're just Moving go. games back or anything? Moving it. I do wonder about that, and especially as most of the CIML has moved to 7 o'clock kickoffs mm-hmm. across the board. Have you pushed that to an 8 o'clock kickoff? Sun's down and now right, right around 8 o'clock, right? A little bit. We're going to get a break tomorrow. It's not going to be like yesterday and today. But 95, though, right? Still hot. Still putting guys out there. And... Going out there for the first time, you get the adrenaline. I mean, as I said, I've been doing games for two decades now. Mm-hmm. And that first game, how many times, just when it's just normal, hot, how many cramps you have? Oh, I bet. Guys that are out there, got the pickle juice on the sidelines, yeah. trying to figure out everything possible to get those guys back out there. You've got to assume it's going to go to another degree, even with this. going to be tough. Got a good one, though. Ankeny, Ankeny. Centennial, the Jags against the Hawks. Looking forward to that. Just uh, got an email back from young Coach Pizzetti. Oh, did you, Ryan? Coach yeah, there, yeah. Yep, with the You know, how starters. old? I was thinking this the other day. Yeah. I've known Ryan Pizzetti for a long time, and he was young when I met him. I was young when I met him. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how old he is now. He's got to be pushing 50. I would think so. I, he's older than I am, and I'm 43. Uh-huh. So, yeah, probably, yeah, I would say he's maybe got past that. Threshold and he's in his fifties now. Um, one summer, probably two thousand, early two thousands. I don't know what he was doing, but he paint. He was teaching, obviously, mm-hmm. and he was a painter on the side. He painted, oh, a lot of coaches painted our that. house yes. one summer, and the job should have taken I don't know two three days. Mm-hmm. It took weeks. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan loves his horses and I had, oh, okay. I had I had direct TV and TVG and he'd sit in the living room with me and I'm gonna paint tomorrow and uh-huh. I couldn't care less how long it took. I enjoyed his company, but he's a good dude and his dad Jerry and uh, his wife Mar his wife, Jerry's wife Margaret, good good 
Pizzettis are good people. Good people. That's wonderful. Uh, what did he say about his team? Uh, just got the starters back. That's gotcha. that's all I'd ask for. So looking forward to that. We'll get the Hawks side with a new coaching staff. A lot of changes there with their former coach, Coach Nelson, back mm-hmm. where he was before. You and I, I coaching yeah. the offensive line up there. So we'll see some changes. We'll see some names that we definitely know. And I love that rivalry, too. That's good. It's a good one. Yep, it's good. Um, Colbert joined us to talk, you and I, mm-hmm. a couple of, one of the camp first starters. We'll get him in here next week at some point, right, to preview Iowa State. What do you think that number's going to be? It won't come out until Friday. I got this question just yesterday from somebody. What do you think it's going to be? I said Iowa State four and a half. I think it'll be higher. Think it'll be that touchdown plus? I think. Yeah. Just because it's FBS versus FCS. Right, exactly. That for that very reason. Give you seven and a half, you gotta make a bet right now. Uh, best quarterback on the field's a Panther. Yes, he is. Got a quarterback, you got a chance. I think I'd probably... I don't know. I I don't know enough about either of them uh, until we watch it. It's him. a great I, unknown. It is. It is. If you gave me north of a touchdown, I'd grab it. You grab the points? Seven and a half or more, I'd grab it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be alone. I think yeah. that the line would very quickly shift. You know, when we get those betting splits a lot from Troy Macker from over at Bet Rivers, mm-hmm. since it is an FBS versus FCS game, they won't have the same kind of data. I'm hopeful, though, that he'll be able to get that out and we can get that because that'll be interesting, too, because most of the bets that will come on that game will come from in-state. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been also in the past been able to break some things down to see across the state where is the betting public yeah. going to be in this game with everybody knowing the suspensions right. at Iowa State. That'll be a fun one to keep an eye well, on. Well, we should uh, maybe put in a, uh, a request to Travis Dvorak yes. at Wild Rose to yep. uh, funnel that information uh, to us. Travis listens to our show quite a bit. If you're listening, Travis, please help us. Yes. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. We're going to talk Big 12, the conference, with Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Trends plays of the day are still to come. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. It sounded so good. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roof. Trent Condon back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis. Or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse and tell them Jeff sent you. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO for the uh, my fellow Broncos fans, Denver Broncos fans in the listening audience. 
Secretary Judy was just carted off oh, the no. field. Be crappy for Caleb. <laughs> They're not going to be that bad. Oh, so I, well, I hope. One can always hope. Cardinals, the betting favorite for the worst record? Yeah, they're cinch, aren't they? I think. Kyler's coming back. End of October, early November. He wants to win. He wants to get a contract. Well, you, why would you play him if you're the Cardinals? They don't want to win. They don't. They don't. Uh, we don't think you're... We, our doctors didn't clear you. Uh, anyways, let's get Matt Postens in here to talk about the Big 12. A conference, Matt Poston, that just when we think the realignment is over, and I'm not... Well, I, I'm just regurgitating what I've heard today. Apparently, there's some speculation now if the ACC does... Uh, they have to flip one more vote. They're, they're still one vote away. There's four schools that are against adding uh, Calford uh, to the conference. Uh, and if they can't flip that one more vote, apparently... ESPN, according to some reports, is going to come back to the Big 12 and say, we'll up the ante a little bit if you can find room for Cal and Stanford. Have you heard that? I, I saw the, the same tweet that you saw, I believe, uh, earlier today. And, you know, I guess it makes some level of sense for ESPN. I don't think they want to lose access to that market, San Francisco being a top 10 media market. And it not be in a power five or power four conference, whatever it ends up being. I think they, I don't think they want that market being associated with say the mountain West mm-hmm. or uh, the American athletic. They prefer to keep that in a, in a big time conference to maximize their revenue, to maximize their ratings. Uh, it'd be a nice win for the big 12. If you're thinking about media markets because mm-hmm. of the size of San Francisco, I know that those schools don't dominate that market, but that still gives you access to the market, and it gives you access to California, and it gives you access to the full fourth time zone that your market has mm. talked about. Uh, so, could be a win-win for both. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the Big Twelve makes that move unless ESPN comes at them or Fox comes at them with something right. more financially speaking. Wow. What a crazy time. It really is. It just keeps going and going and going. Well, let's get into what we're expecting to see in the last season of Texas and Oklahoma in the conference before it becomes from 14 to 16 in the Big 12. You do the math. It's impossible to do. Matt, Texas is the overwhelming favorite. I just continue to have my Sark questions. Is that fair? They're talented. They're they're really talented. But the Sark question, that's just the one that I just can't get past. Yeah, I mean, they have the most talent of anybody in the conference. I don't think anybody questions that. Um, you know, I actually kind of did a deep dive into something that I think has been holding them back, which is their ability or inability to hold double-digit leads either at halftime or any at any point in the third quarter the last two years. And they actually improved in that area last year. They're 6-5 and five in the last two years under Sark, but they went from, I believe, 1-3 and three to to five and two from the first year to the second year. So they, they're doing a better job now of holding on to a double digit league when they get it, which is hard to do in college football. But, you know, again, you know, I'll go back to the thing that I thought about when they hired Stark in the first place. This guy's a great offensive mind. He's been a very good offensive coordinator and a great assistant coach. He hasn't even won a division title as a head coach when he was at Washington or USC. Uh, he has not put it together as a head coach. And, you know, when you have a program that hasn't won a conference championship since 2009 and arguably can lure as much great talent to its campus as, say, in Alabama or in Oklahoma or any of those other big-time schools, you have to question whether or not the coaches have the ability to either develop talent or make the right decisions on game day. 
I still have questions about that with Sark. I, I also have questions just about, you know, is this program just kind of generally snake bit in this regard? They've, they've really only had one really good year since Mac Brown left. And, and that was the year they won 10 games and got to the Big 12 championship game and still couldn't get over that hump with Oklahoma. So, you know, I, I, I certainly believe they're the most talented team in the conference. Now I need you to show me. I need you to show me you can put it all together. And if you, I'll, the thing is, if they can't put it together this year, being the Big 12, with it being a different type of schedule, not with not everybody playing everybody, and you go into the SEC like that, I think it puts Sarkeesian on the, heart, mm-hmm. on the hot seat going into this fourth year if they have trouble in their first year in the SEC. Mm. Uh, valid points. You know, I think I asked you this question. We both have probably asked you this question that this time last year, we, we struggled to get our arms around TCU, what kind of season they were going to have. Uh, Chandler Harris was going to be the quarterback. Then he got hurt in the first game and kid from our state to uh, Max Duggan comes in, leads them to not just the national championship game. Uh, but this year, um, Iowa State gets them early this year, not the final game of the year. And I guess I'm still, I'm, I'm back where I was last year what do we think of tcu obviously we don't think that they're going to be anywhere near the team they were last year at least i don't want to put words in your mouth maybe you do uh but where are you on tcu are they kind of a middle of the road big 12 program again or or is that unfair i i think they're a middle of the road to above average big 12 program right now i mean I know they're, they got to replace Max Duggan. They've got to replace Quentin Johnston. They've got to replace replace uh, Steve Avila, all of whom are in the NFL now. Um, I think that Dykes and his staff have done a really good job of building a pipeline of talent, either through the transfer portal or through uh, recruiting. They don't they don't lose a lot of guys. They they take in a lot of guys, but they, they tend not to lose a lot of guys. At least not really in Dykes' tenure. Uh, and, you know, I think just in hearing what's happening, just because I'm, I'm local and I, I hear what's happening in, in Fort Worth at camp, they haven't lost a lot of guys. They've done a really good job of managing the heat and managing not to get guys hurt. So they're pretty full strength going into the Colorado game. They're doing their install this week to get ready for that game next week. Uh, I think they'll be a... I, I think they will be a contender, honestly, for one of those two spots in the Big 12 championship game, as long as Chandler Morris stays healthy. They, they, they're not going to get lucky enough twice to have somebody come off the bench and be that guy like they were last year with Max Duggan. That quarterback health is going to be a big deal for them. Let's go to the team that TCU saw in the championship game and unseated them after the 12-0 regular season, Kansas State. Chris Kleiman's done a great job. He continually puts out a good product on the field. Will Howard is one of my favorites in the Big 12, if not the top of my list of quarterbacks mm-hmm. that I want to win a game. I want Will Howard on my side. But you lose Deuce Vaughn. lose a couple of big heavy heads defensively. Do you anticipate a step back, or is K-State kind of, they're just on that level, right? They're going to be really good. They're going to be really solid. They're probably going to win 8, 9, 10 games, and, and that's what K-State is now year in and year out. I think they could take a small step back, but I don't think it's going to be that significant. I, I agree with you on Will Howard. I think he's going to make a lot of progress from last year to this year. And I know, you know, losing Deuce, losing Felix, those are two big, big losses. But I, I think like TCU, I think they've built up enough of a t- pipeline of talent in order to be able to compensate for that. And they might look a little, you know, shaky to start the season just because 
you're, you've got that hangover of last year and you've got that hangover of losing those two players. But I think by October, I think this team's going to be in a really good place and they're going to be a contender in the Big 12. I think they've really kind of put themselves in position where once Texas and Oklahoma transition out, at least from a football standpoint, they can be a competitive program at a championship program year in and year out. I mean, Kleeman did it at North Dakota State. He continued that tradition that Craig Bull started up there about 10, 15 years ago. There's no reason to me why he can't continue to do that at K-State because they do a really good job, A, of recruiting players that fit what they want to do, and B, they've done a really good job of developing players into you know, taking two- and three-star guys, so to speak, and turning them into four- and five-star guys. When you're a program like Kansas State, when you're a program like TCU, that's something you have to do to be successful year in and year out. Um, the majority of your colleagues at the Heartland College Sports have very low expectations for Iowa State. In fact, a lot of them picking picking them last. I saw the breakdown of conference games. Somebody doesn't think they're going to win a game in conference. I'm not being critical of that. Uh, the author of that piece, I, I get why he's writing it. Um, they won one game in conference last year. They lost five starters this year. Three of them will never play football again. Uh, so I get that. Where are you on Iowa State? Matt Postens, are you um, you know you very low expectations for the clones this year? Yeah, and my expectations are not high at all. I mean, when you're breaking in a new quarterback, when you're breaking in a new running back, when you've lost everything they lost at wide receiver and defense last year, I mean, it was going to be hard enough for them as it was if everybody came back that was supposed to come back. But now that you've lost all of these key pieces uh, through the summer, and, you know, it discombobulates your quarterback rotation. It discombobulates what you're trying to do at running back defensively. It, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard season for them. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's certainly possibility that by November they could be in a good place and it could be one of those teams that could be really pesky to deal with down the stretch. So if you're a, if you're a team that's in contention, Iowa State may not be a team you want to play in November if Matt Campbell finds a way to put all this together. But I think early on, especially the first four or five weeks of the season, just because of all the changes that they've had to make over the summer, I think it's going to be really, it really, it's really hard for me to see them be competitive at least early on. I think it's it's going to be really rough for them the first four or five weeks of the season. I don't think that's a fair one bit in their last two uh, games of the season against teams that should have a whole bunch to play for in conference. They'll host uh, Texas on senior day and then they go to K-State to bring down the curtain. I'm Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports. Love what you guys do over there uh, and we appreciate the relationship Matt. Look forward to talking to you a whole bunch during the season. Thank you Matt Postens. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports, as we check in on the Big 12. We'll check in on Trent's plays of the day. They are next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.net. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circa Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call or visit 1227. And welcome back to Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. You know what tomorrow is, don't you? 
Friday. It's a football Friday, Trent Condon. It's a football Friday. Uh, we'll have football Fridays now through Super Bowl Friday. Not too bad, huh? We're not doing picks tomorrow, are we? No. No, it's kind of take the week off. I do have a game I like this week. Uh, oh, do you? You're going to save it for tomorrow? Yeah, we'll save it for tomorrow. Okay. We'll, uh, after we wrap up Claxons and our final Friday Claxons for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we'll move that to Thursdays going forward for football season. By the way, if you want to win Hawkeye tickets, we'll have to come up with something to give away these tickets to Utah State, Iowa. Oh, that's right. So maybe we'll do that on Notre Dame and Navy. That's not a call-in promotion. That'll be a part of our Miller & Condon Twitter account. But our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Dental net has given us a well two season tickets to Hawkeye football um, and we'll give those away throughout the season Trent's been giving away winners seemingly on a daily basis how did you do yesterday oh we didn't do as well as the first two days where we went two and0 on Monday four and0 on Tuesday just a three and one yesterday ah Trent I you're know. letting your followers down kid I'm only up 2.7 units yesterday. They expect I'm, perfection out well, of you. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say is I'm sorry. Now, if you're happy with this, I only have one game tonight. But it is tonight. It is tonight. Okay. There are not a lot of games tonight. There are not. Justin Steele and the Cubs against the Pirates? Nope. Didn't like the line. Okay. This must be too big. Well, I, uh, I hope you're not betting Oakland uh, and Chicago White Sox. It was on the list initially. One hundred bets off. It ended up being cut off and, and crossed I know off you list. like Merrill Kelly for the snakes. I do. I don't like his control lately. Okay. In fact, I might see if I can find a prop bet with him, like over a one and a half walks or something like okay. that. But that was one that I kept. Well, there's only two other games. Your Twins or my Jays. And it's the Twins game. The Twins have their best pitcher. Yep. Pablo's been a stud. It's been great. Gave up a stud to get him. Yes, they did. In Luis Arise. Haney is... Haney, He's right? okay. He's fine. Yeah. He's a lefty, though. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Twins cannot hit left-handers. Uh-oh. They have the worst batting average in baseball against left-handers this year. They have the Yeesh. third worst on-base percentage against lefties. The fourth worst... Uh, OPS against lefties. That means against a lefty, I'm fading the Minnesota Twins. And getting plus money with the Rangers, I like that too, plus 110. Now, here's another thing. Shopping around, looking at different prices. Other shops, you're laying money with the Rangers. Is that a fact? At Circa, plus 110. Two division leaders colliding at Target Field. You're not playing either of the football games tonight? You're not. Nope, nothing there. You don't get one of those you know, same-game parlays for free. What you get is the best lines at Circa. Excellent point. That is what you're going to get. And another example here. One play tonight, the Rangers, plus 110. All right, Murph and Andy, they're coming up next. They'll take you until 3 o'clock. Jared Stansberry in for Heather. That's the KXN Drive with Sean Roberts, 3-6. to six. Miller and Cotton, 11-1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.